Uh, I remember being down like 7-3 in the fifth game. You turn that off for a second, I think, for a minute. <laughs> I was in uh, London, England. I was uh, in the Navy. Every memory I got from squash is great. Will he hear this? I hope he does. He will, yeah. Uh, can you turn that thing off? <laughs> I'm James Hook, and this is Outside the Glass. Outside the Glass is brought to you by SquashProShop.com, our source for equipment for racquetball, badminton, paddle tennis, and, of course, squash. They carry a great selection of squash equipment from all the top manufacturers at the lowest prices. Rackets and shoes, balls and bags, goggles and grips. They've got it all, and they offer fast and free shipping on orders over $25. For the best selection, prices, and service on the internet, visit squashproshop.com. This is the fourth in our series on best wins and worst losses, and thanks so much for your wonderful responses to these podcasts. Today, we're talking about team matches. For many people, a horrible loss or an amazing win is much more meaningful, much more traumatic when you go through that on a team. On here, we have uh, Freddie Hernandez, Cat Grant, Rich Wade, Ted Price, and Adam Hamill. Enjoy these uh, stories. I'm with Freddie Hernandez. Freddie, tell us about your worst loss ever in squash. Um, my worst loss ever in squash came uh, back in boarding school. Uh, it, was, it was a match against Sal- Salisbury School. Um, we were the home squad. Uh, you were playing for Canterbury? I was playing for Canterbury. I was playing number one there. Um, and actually, this was one of the years where uh, we were, you know, anticipating and beating Salisbury, which would have been the first win in like 10 years or so, right? We had a pretty good squad. So um, the match is uh, 3-3. It comes down to me, right? And uh, I'm thinking, all right, I'm going to beat this guy. We're going to beat Salisbury 4-3. It's going to be great. Um, and then uh, the number one there, Canadian John Lamont, he actually went to attended uh, Trinity College, uh, great player. He comes in and just destroys me 3-0. And I, I just never had a chance. And it, it like, yeah, it, it wasn't even close, but it was one of my worst matches to lose because there was so much, you know, hype and so much hope there that uh, we could, we like, we had a chance and. It was a dis- disappointment, you know, it was a dis- disappointment uh, to, to the team. So I felt like I kind of let my team down, myself down. So I was really disappointed after that. Um, so, yeah, that has to be one of the worst losses. Was that at home? That was at home, yeah. So there was a big crowd of There was a big crowd, a bunch and... of people cheering me on. Um, I was a, a senior, so, you know, it was it was big. It was, I felt like, you know, everything was on me at that point. And, uh uh, at, at the moment, you know, when I lost, again, very disappointing, and, and it, it, it didn't show that I had, like, leadership. Like, I, I thought to myself that like, there was, like, lack of leadership there because I let my team down. Right. Yeah. But the team was encouraging, and they said, hey, it's, it's fine, you'll get them next time, and uh, just you have to work at it. And so You never played that guy again? I actually did at, at Nationals, New England. Yeah. Same year? Same year. Like a couple weeks later? Yeah. And what happened there? Um, I actually won. So, and that was my best win. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, 
that actually, the, the loss was actually uh, a benefit because um, it really propelled me to, to work harder and, um, you know, to, um, you know, uh, it, it exposed my weaknesses in a way, right? Um, so I, I had to work on those weaknesses. In, in terms of uh, tactics or technique or, or mentally? Um, I would say mentally and um, just overall, you know, um, you know, getting fitter, being more confident on court and not going in and, and thinking that, oh, yeah, I mean, this, this should be an easy win for me, you know. Yeah. Uh, we're going to beat these guys. But no, I, you have to go out there with uh, – the 100 percent you know confidence in in all you know all your shots and and if you're losing you have to start thinking hey how am i get gonna get back into this mm. game and uh, yeah. really um regroup yeah regroup in a way and recover so um, after that point i uh, started working really hard i i practiced out outside of practice i started working on things um uh, even started looking online on like how to effectively you know uh, um, train these different you know shots uh -huh. or what am I doing wrong what am I doing right um, doing extra fitness and uh, and it really did build my confidence right because uh, I build uh, I was able to build physically and mentally and that yeah. naturally just build confidence in a short amount of time it's only a yeah, couple was, of weeks right like a, month? Uh, a month and a half yeah. or, or so um but i was really determined after that loss to to go out there and beat him in new england and uh it was actually at salisbury i faced him in the quarterfinals i, I beat him 4-1 it, it went by so fast that was just like, you beat him 3-1 sorry <laughs> sorry 3-1 <laughs> um yeah i beat him 3-1 and it, again it went by so fast it was over and um my teammate was like had me on his shoulders, and people were celebrating. They were like, you know, it it was, it wasn't like it felt like it was a team effort at that point. We're like, yes, you like finally got him, and, and yeah, and um, and obviously not not bashing on um, John Lamont. He's an amazing player, but you know that was a sort of a milestone that I was able to to surpass. In 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 the same winter, amazing. Exactly. Yeah. So. What happened in the semifinals? Uh, uh, semifinals. I, I played uh, international player, a very good, talented mm. player. Uh, nice hands um, from St. George's. He was actually a freshman, and I was thinking, oh man, this guy is like. <laughs> I put all this effort in the quarterfinals. Yeah. I'm like exhausted right now. It was, it was the same day too. Same I day. played that afternoon the semifinals. He actually had a five setter, so we were kind of in the same boat. You know, same feelings and feeling is exhausted uh but i w i was able to pull it out in, in three so i made it to the finals uh on that sunday and i actually played one of my good friends sujat barura who is uh he's indian player um and he was at Pom he was conference yeah. number one i played him in the finals i got crushed there but i, I was still you know i, I obviously i was disappointed that i didn't win i didn't become oh, champion yeah. of, of new england um but I was still satisfied and grateful that I was able to, you know, surpass that milestone and um, reach a higher level. Of, of Did playing. you feel guilty that it turned out maybe you could have won the match for Canterbury? In that, like, you proved, you know, that you had the ability and the determination to beat that guy from Salisbury. You know, you proved it. You did it a month and a half later. Exactly. I, I mean, I was, but it, um, again, like playing him, it, it exposed 
weaknesses that right. that were probably there and clear for other people, but for me, I didn't see it, yeah. Yeah. and so they were exposed. And and you know, uh, like we were at this retreat, where, you know, I identified the problem, the issues, and I and tackled then you, it. Then you right? figure out what to do, and, and did and it. And it worked. So, and it worked yeah. all compressed. Yeah, I mean, exactly. it's amazing. It didn't yeah. take three years. <laughs> exactly. Cat so. Grant, and I am from Gladwin, Pennsylvania. So tell us your best squash win and your worst squash loss. Best squash win was in 1980. I played for the first world team. They don't really acknowledge it. But Alicia McConnell, myself, Patricia McConnell, Diane Staley were all on the team and Karen Kelso. And you went to Sweden? We went to Sweden in Kungav. And um, the Weinmillers were our coaches. Fred and Carol? Uh, well, Carol came with us. Okay. But Fred was there supporting. I mean, she was our, our um, coach. And we had no money. So basically, uh, we were given, we bought white Adidas uniforms with the light blue stripes. And on the airplane, Diane Staley and Carol were the only ones that knew how to sew. So they sewed all the USA letters on the back. Um, and then when we got there, we were the only team that did not stay in the hotel in Kungal. We stayed with families who did not speak any English, so that was very interesting. We ended up winning the individual event, and at that point, as you can remember, we really didn't play softball. Uh, Alicia had, had you played any softball before I played, coming over? I was over in France on mini-term with Shipley School. It's the first time I've been on a white court. I spent a week by myself afterwards putting tokens and played at one of the clubs locally in Paris. And then um, flew right to Kungalv and played so for the first time. So you had played more than a lot of the other girls on the team. I'd only played one week. But they, they hadn't played any softball. Right? I'm not sure. Alicia had. Uh -huh. But not a lot. I mean, no. Yeah. So when we got over there, um, Alicia won the gold in the singles. Yeah. And Did we, she play in the finals? I, I can't remember. Were you, were you watching the match, though? Oh, very oh my gosh. Right? We were all like, um, we were just amazed. It was fantastic. And then we won the team event. And who did you play in the teams? Oh, gosh. Uh, England. Um, did you play everybody? There was one team that could not make it. I know we played Ireland, New Zealand, England, Scotland may not have made it. There was one key team that did not make it. And that's why they didn't recognize it. Um, I'm not sure, but I Australia? remember. Maybe Australia wasn't there. Uh, you know what? I have to look back. My mom saved everything, like the draw oh, and everything. Oh, I'd love to see that. Yeah. So we had that, I'd and I still that. have my little gold medal. And Hashem Khan met us at JFK Airport when we got back. Congratulated us. At the airport. At the airport. We have a picture of that. I think I still have it in an album somewhere, buried. And um, that was the best one ever. Oh, my God. Hashem Khan, Hashem. the world's greatest player, comes to the airport? Yeah, so it was myself, Hashem, Alicia. I think Diane was in the picture. Um, wow. So it was really fun. It was Absolutely. great. Yeah. My it's a shame I never got recognized. It, yeah, it is, yeah, because it really was the first one. And, and my medal says right. the 1980 World Championships. Right. And we won the gold in both. The classic was the hotel burnt. Uh, there was a fire at the hotel, and I'll never see it. During the tournament. During the tournament. And all the Pakistanis, I remember, were outside in their, their like, nightgowns or whatever. And um, so I guess we were kind of happy we didn't stay in the hotel. And then secondly, there was a castle in Kungau that we actually scaled the walls and got into. It was closed for the season but of course our team was great so leash and i were scaling and we had a great time it was really fun wow yeah so that yeah. is my fondest memory yeah what my, about your worst loss my worst loss i think the time i was probably most upset was when leeson and i were up in connecticut 
we had won the 40 nationals the year before in Chicago. We had beaten Patrice and Alicia. Great win. And then uh, we were beating, it was in Connecticut, and we were beating um, Lee Belknap and Karen Jerome 2 nothing. In um, the finals? In the finals, like just crushing them. You and? Lisa and Tutram. Yeah, yeah. And we're very good friends. We've known okay. each other forever. This is the one that kind of sticks out in my mind. And um, we ourselves had a little altercation in between the games over something. And next thing you know, we, were, we lost in five. And I regret the fact that we got, it was over a stupid point that we, we were rehashing. And, um, and I said to her, why are we bringing that up? We just crushed them in two games. Let's focus on And so we kind of went at it. And we both got on the court and just lost Your our focus. There, yeah. And we, we're best friends. We apologize. And of course, now we still play together. But that was upsetting because we, we shouldn't have let that get to us. Yeah, it's funny how in doubles, you know, it, the, the interaction mm -hmm. can be so powerfully mm -hmm. positive mm -hmm. and help like a team that really shouldn't win, mm -hmm. win because they're in sync. Right. Or a team that should win doesn't because of yeah. something like that. So, I mean, that's the one that comes to mind recently. I'm sure there was something way yeah. back when um, in Hell Cup when I played for Trinity where it was like the team final match and I lost it or something, yeah. but I don't. Um, just recently, that's the one that was. All right, we're here with Rich Wade. So Rich, we, uh, we're talking about people's uh, worst loss on the squash court. And uh, um, knowing you, you've, you've had quite a few bad losses. That's sort of, that's, that's your, uh, your reputation, so um, I know it might be hard for you to separate out some of the worst ones from the just bad, but uh, you have a good memory of uh, one they, or two? They say you learn more from your losses, so I'm definitely a keen uh, fan of using that <laughs> phrase. I've used it too many times, I think. You'd like to think I'd have learned more than I have since I've lost that many times. Worst loss. I mean, there's a lot. Losing to your mum's never that good. It's probably up there with the best of them. How old were you when you lost your mum? Oh, I mean, I was still losing to my mum when I was 11 years old. Wow. Just at the height of your bad temperedness. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, not to name names, but they definitely stick out, the bad ones. There's mm. more bad than good for me, sadly. I think that's the way it is with most people. Yeah. You know, that's what they, uh, what they remember. What, um, what about as a, uh, you know, when you were at the end of your junior career or becoming a, an adult player? In terms of worst loss? Mm. I think it's more circumstance than necessarily the player. Right. Totally. Um, you know, some of my worst losses were probably when I was playing my best squash, but you put in a long summer training and go into your first sort of pro tournament post-training with all these high expectations and you see the qualifying draw and it's a dream draw, it's exactly the one that you wanted and you just go in completely unprepared because you thought you prepared so well. So, uh, <clears throat> Is that sort of the expectations are so high because you've been doing all this training and so, so you, th you approach that tournament differently than you would have if it had just been in the middle of the season? Definitely. And I went in playing a completely different type of squash than I used to before, almost because of a, a naivety of where I thought I was physically. So I burnt myself out in the first game. You lose, and now you're, 
you're left with that <coughs> adversity of um, you're completely exhausted exactly <laughs> and you played the completely wrong game plan and as we know it's just so difficult to snap out of that yeah. um, so to this day that is still definitely one of my worst performances and losses where was that it was in uh, it was in Holland at the Almira Club, which is actually where Tommy Burden uh, is based, and bizarrely where I met Gilly Lane. So mm. that weekend, yeah, that tournament, yeah. Um, thankfully, I got the lucky loser. Oh, nice! Uh, so all was not lost. And then you did you win a couple of matches? So then I lost first round to Neil Cordell, who uh, <laughs> is now at Rochester. So <laughs> who I played my entire junior <coughs> career with. Um, wow! But that that sticks out. Yeah. Uh, what, what, what about your best win? Uh, best win was probably, again, one that I didn't realize at the time. Um, having grown up where I did in Saudi Arabia, I was not necessarily a known quantity on the junior scene in England. So I came over four or five years behind the curve in terms of everyone else. <coughs> So I played Mike Harris, who's now a full-time professional. I was playing number two for Devon. Um, so actually, our regional team championships type, it was the county championships. Yep, right. Under 17. What county were you playing for? I played for Yorkshire. <coughs> so obviously, following a lot of great names, and yep. here's me, not really known by anyone. And uh, played number two, right behind Neil Cordell, and beat Mike Harris, three love. And that was like, oh. We can win this now. Like I was definitely a written-off loss. He's now top 70, 80 in the world and a great player. I had too many bad losses to be there. Wow. Um, and, and there's something about the team matches that makes you just love it. Cause it's, cause, uh, you go both ways. Um, we actually ended up losing because the player, our number five, um, had probably the same sort of a performance as what Mike Harris probably claimed against me. It just froze a little bit, and mm. it brings out the best and worst in people. But right. you do find a lot about, find out a lot about yourself. I love it. Love playing in all team uh, team events. Such a different animal. Yeah. My name is Ted Price from Richmond, Virginia. Ted, what is your best squash win and your worst squash loss? My best squash win was in 1970 something, when Ralph Howe and I won the. Virginia State doubles two years in a row, and that was good. And I don't think I moved more than a foot the entire match, so it was great. My worst memory, I got a lot of worst memories, but they're mostly on the golf course. Every memory I got from squash is great. We're here today with Adam Hamill, who um, is going to tell us about some of his squash experiences. Um, Adam, tell us about the worst loss you've ever had in your squash career. The loss that just like you can't forget keeps you awake at night. Yeah. <coughs> um, it's probably about 15 years ago, I would say. I was playing back in Scotland in uh, west of Scotland regional league. I was um, I was at college, pretty good player at the time. Um, kind of you know playing on the team with some other sem semi pros and. Um, we were playing, I remember, we were playing the Edinburgh Sports Club and uh, they had a female player on their team who, you know, fantastic player, um, Senga McPhee, um, great player, and, you know, I came in thinking, um, 
you know, things were going to go well for me with this match. And, uh, you know, I give you a long, long, long list of excuses, but I ended up losing. I think it might have even, you know, been, been three love and, um, you know, emotions and everything else <laughs> got the better of me. And uh, so my, my teammates gave me an awful hard time for a number of years. And that one's, that one has really, really stuck with me as a personal. How, how old were you? Uh, yeah, I must have been like 19 or 20, like, you know, experienced player and, and playing at a reasonable level, uh, junior international player and stuff like that. So, you know, really thought, thought I was a good squash player, but um, so that one, that one stuck. What did me. she do that you, was it, you know, was it a style of play or just what happened that during the match? I think my ego kind of got in the way early mm. on, and then, you know, uh, wasn't mature enough to kind of reset and 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 play my way out of it, and mm. right. tried to overhit and didn't think, and you know, just all the all the usual stuff that right. young squash players do. So yeah, that ability to to reset during a match, even particularly during a game. Is something that like that's maturity, right? That's yeah. like that's the difference between, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you see it in pro squash as well, still, right? There's a lot, there's a lot of players that are fantastic at that, but but some that are horrendous. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Power, I used to, you know, love watching Jonathan Power play, and he could he could be, you know, bl blowing up at the referee or, yeah. or all sorts of crazy antics happening, but as soon as the ball was served, he would zone right back in. And, uh, mm. Find that pretty amazing. What uh, did you? Uh, I mean, this is the thing about playing a woman. Sometimes, like if men, like just feel like there's something stressful about that, or you know, like we we shouldn't, but we we think that 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 like we shouldn't lose, or or you know what? I think that's true. Whether it's a woman or a man that you're playing, when when you're expected to win mm. in squash, um, there's yeah. a lot of like pressure and then anxiety that comes with that that you internalize an expectation yeah even though and i still do that yeah. i still do that when i play totally and, um so maybe i'm not matured that much actually in the last 15 years but i'm a little bit more aware of it um yeah you see a lot a lot of, a lot in junior squash and it often often it backfires more often than not you end up focusing on the wrong things rather than what you should be doing worried more about them or yeah. what other people are, yeah. are going to think if you lose it and it's totally right oh my god if I lose once you say that yeah, yeah. the guys in the office are going to make fun of me yeah. which Wade is going to make fun of me for sure whether I win or lose <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> and she probably doesn't even know that you remember this match right or have you seen her since then I imagine she kept the score sheet, framed it, and it's above her fireplace right now. Is is how I envision that, but maybe not. She, you know, probably has no recollection. <laughs> what uh, what what's your best win ever? Like, what what win do you remember? Like, uh, a sense of pride around a uh, something that you you were glad that that came off the way it did. Funny, the the um, you know I've played 
some international stuff and you know, played for Scotland and junior team and um, most most of the wins that um, you know stayed with me this long have been have been more team uh, you know with a, whether it's a regional team or yeah. a Scottish team individual wins um, the the so I'm in from Inverness, it's north of Scotland. Um, the Inverness Tennis and Squash Club is where I grew up playing. And uh, so winning the club championships there, um, you know, sounds like a small thing, but for, for me at the time, and probably still, was, that was something that was, um, has stuck with me. Won that, you know, at a young age. And How old were you when you won the first year, the first one? I was 15. Um, Who'd you have to beat in the semis or the finals or? I beat uh, a guy called Hamish Wollstonecroft. I remember we used to play on a team together. Beating him all season, seated number one to go out, you know, go in and win this thing. And immediately go down to love, and, <laughs> you know. Uh, Anybody watching or? Yeah, so our club championships used to be, you know, packed. It was, you know, 200 people. Yeah, 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 the whole club would come down. Um, just a bit of a different culture, um, you know, over there, and so it's a big thing, you know. And um, um, so yeah, so I was struggling, and again, it was that ego thing, thinking I was going to go and win, and beating this guy all year, and just go down to love, and um, you know, I had a little bit of a turning point, and and managed to come back and and, and win it. What was the turning point? Um, honestly, I'm not really proud of it, but I I um, I left the. The building um, uh, threw my racket around. Had a little bit of a tantrum. You know, my dad was my coach at the time. Um, you know, he really kind of reined me in and reprimanded me for some bad behavior and kind of, for whatever reason, that centered me and went and kind of went back on and was able to just focus on the squash. So. That was after the second game. Yeah, two left down. You left the building. Yeah. Left the building. Just. Like, you right. know, a little fire exit around yeah. the side. So I don't think I've ever told anyone that. So that's pretty embarrassing as a as a coach, a national coach, to admit that kind of behavior. But I guess you kind of... Well, I think that's that you have such credibility if you say to the, 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 the kid, and like, I've gone through this. Like, yeah. I've been upset and I've reacted poorly. And, and... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that was... And then, and then from with that club championships going on to win... Um, like the next eight years, and it became this thing, you know, the guy... Expectation. Expectation. The guy before me had won eight years. So my, you know, goal was to win nine. And so, I, you know, I, I, I graduate high school, I go off to college, I travel back. You come back every year for every it? Every year yeah. for this. Was it over one weekend, or was it strung out over the... One, one weekend. Yeah. Yes, always one weekend. I'd come back and do this, and getting older and better, and... Know, that the eagle continues to grow a bit more um, and then uh, I moved to the states um, in between the eighth and ninth year so I'm living in Philadelphia <laughs> booked my flight home for the club championships and I run into a young Alan Klein who uh, current PSA player Scottish number one um, you know has been doing great on, on, on the pro tour and um, 
my dad coached him and he had come up and was doing really great and I come back um, again thinking you know I got this um, and uh, and that went five as well that was that went in five and he was he wasn't on the tour yet either he was he was pretty young he was young he was in college I believe so mm. but not full-time pro um, and um, you know, we had a great match and I didn't manage to get that ninth club championship so and he's probably gonna win eight in a row as well now I think he's beyond it like he's he's got much grander uh, goals than I did um, <laughs> he's not coming back for yeah, the club championship he's not coming back <laughs> so it's not quite a Nicole Davis story but in fact can we yeah we should probably just cut that whole story let's ask the question again Outside the Glass would again like to thank squashproshop.com for their support and for Grant Irving, who is uh, a longtime and very valued member of the Outside the Glass team.